tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Oh, we're just winning by one here on Rabot Co. Wednesday edition of the show, hanging out with Mike Gandolfo and his it. yoga pants wearing ass. I'm Louis <laughs> Rabot. So glad you could be with us here. Hump Day version uh, of the show. We'll take you up till Bobby V at noon, roundtable 3 o'clock. Nothing to talk about here as we uh, do. Do we call. It's not the Governor's Cup for basketball, right? No, no. It's not that. The dream We're, game. The dream game. We, do we still call it the dream game? I'm not, that's a nightmare for Louisville. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but that's how you grew up. That's what it was called, the dream game, because, yep. you know, the back when they played in the NCAA tournament when I was, I don't know, seven or whatever, so. There you go. All right. Six. Well, you hear the dulcet tones of one Mike Gandolfo at Big Mike Gandolfo on Twitter. Uh, you can find him alongside uh, the true star of the show, Zach Cantrell, on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame no shows. No doubt, by the way. Zach's been an awesome addition. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's better than whatever Jason Entz is doing. It needs to be said. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, look, did you hear the comment driving in? I know that the one by one thing, you know, I don't know why. First off, I don't know why KP throws things out there so that loyal fans can overreact to things like that. I mean, he, and it's got to be intentional, right? He's got to Oh, know, at this point, it's intentional in my mind, yes. Because all you got to say is that he's happy with just a W. And just, you don't even yep. have to say the by one yep. piece at all. Because guess what? If Louisville wins by one, this. Freaking Louisville's going to riot, you know? And so everyone in the world, everyone in this city that wears red and black is going to be happy if they yeah, win by that's one, right? Yeah. right? No, that's right. So, yeah, the point isn't, you're right about this, by the, the way, is that the it, point it, isn't the, the one point win. The point right. is saying it as part of a rivalry. And Blank and Baker getting mad about it is ridiculous. Do you think so? Yeah. Dude, come so on. So if Cal said, I just want to go to Louisville, get, a, get a, a dub by a point, get out of there, you'd be okay with it? No, well, I mean, I don't, I don't really wouldn't care because I think I, from coach speak, it's like he, I think he's really saying it's a win's a win, you know. Um, if Cal comes and only wins by one, there's the Colin show is going to be lit. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that right now. And that's what I was talking. You know, this it's this whole thing stinks so much, man. It mm. there's no energy around this game. There's no. I agree. With there's got to be stress of the potential of losing for the for it to be fun, and there's no potential of losing, and so. Oh. You know, what is it? What's 99? the percent chance to you that the oh. UK gets one? I mean, if they play this game a thousand times, Louisville might win one. Okay. Right? Okay. It's, and so, 
you know, as a, it's almost like playing EKU in football. I, I it's it stinks so much because there's no almost acceptable result. Right. Right. You know. And I want Louisville, I, as a Kentucky fan, I want Louisville to be good because it just makes it so much more fun and that much more interesting. So, I don't know. Does KP need five years or six, you think? I mean, listen, Cause you the way they look against Pepperdine, <laughs> that was a whole different team. And you can say that they're a bunch of bums, but no one thinks they've been losing to a bunch of bums. I don't think anyone thinks the talent's bums. I, I, no, I no, no, no. I'm talking don't. about the Pepperdine team. Pepperdine's bums too. Yeah, but I mean, Louisville's losing. <laughs> Louisville's also losing to bums. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> to beat somebody by thirty right now for them is a major, major deal, right? Yeah, it was it was twenty two, but yeah, yeah. It's, well, they were up by thirty at some point. But being up twenty is is a big deal. I'm with you, man. I, I'm with you. Mike Gandalf with me. I'm Louis Rabot hanging out with Zach Cantrell here on Rabot. Kel got you till noon. All right. So I mean, look, uh, game happens over the weekend. We'll get into U of L UK in, in in the next segment. But they they beat North Carolina, Mike, in one of those games that when I moved to town. And it was the early Calipari years immediately after that. I, I don't want to say this was the norm, but there were two or three of these games every year where everybody stopped, everybody was excited. You knew you, you knew it was true high-level basketball that was about to happen. Now, I think you and I are both of the same opinion that it wasn't necessarily the best effort that UK it's not it's not the best UK is gonna look this year. No, but, but I mean, that, North Carolina had a lot to do with that. Listen, uh, right? No, no, you know, question. no question. That's about exactly it. right. And so, but high level game, UK wins it. When frankly, Champions Classic, other places, they haven't been as successful. What were your emotions going through the game? We'll start there before you get to the analysis of the game. Just as a fan, yeah. I mean, watching watching it, you know that 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 those white jerseys, those blue stripes, actually win that game. What was that like? I mean, number one, that game is so freaking important. That Kentucky North Carolina rivalry. Is, it seems like it's always delivers that yep. the games are always fantastic. Yep. There's always these memorable things, and um, it's the best. It's the best basketball game that Kentucky plays consistently every year. And I like the fact that you know, number one. Well, I don't. I, don't, I won't break it down yet. But the uh, the whole idea though, just that Kentucky continues that rivalry when they're so close in the win total with Kansas and North Carolina. They're playing those two teams on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, right. And every game matters on who's going to be on top with the all-time win total. Uh, it, it just adds a little bit more to it. So getting that W is huge. I mean, against an, an older team, yeah. uh, a team that's been in the national championship game, uh, it's just uh, when you've got a bunch of young dudes and you're playing in a hostile environment, and supposedly the gym was like 90 degrees. I heard that, too. Multiple and, times of the broadcast. Right. broadcast, yeah. So it was crowded. It was loud. It was a split crowd. It was a neutral floor. The gym was hot. And, you know, they got experienced dudes. And Kentucky went out there and did what they had to do. Um, and I think more importantly, they had 10-point leads three different times. And they didn't yeah, – they, right. they gave them up. But they, they were able to hold on. They were able to answer Carolina runs every time. I heard someone's sort of end-of-game criticism with them was, you know, uh, they weren't sure that, lo- that Kentucky could just slow it down – and work out baskets in the half court to run the clock. In my mind, Mike, that is a a small issue when you're, the concern is holding ten point leads. Right? How about just get the ten point leads and then figure it out? I I, I don't know if that's as much of a concern for you as, as it was for for that comment. Well, I think their concern is is that Kentucky gets a ten point lead, they get to like the under four timeout, and then they change their style of play. And then teams start to creep back in. You know, I think the half court offense is a little bit of a concern. 
Uh, but if you can be great in transition, it doesn't, you know. No, that's right. Games are won and lost in transition as far as I'm concerned. And frankly, in the half court with how they've played so far this season with the spacing, with the passing, I mean, that isn't, it isn't as though they couldn't figure that out as well as they go, right? I mean, they've still got a stunning number of games. They've played 10 games. They had 20 games before they even get to the SEC tournament left. Yeah. I mean, you got, that's you got a lot of, we that's got a, a good sample size right now, yeah. right? We do have a, that's also true, right? We do yeah. have a good sample size for the early part of this season. Uh, with the guys. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw, on his return so far, you and I have not spoken since... No, we haven't. Uh, ...the game over the weekend in his two, you know, bigger minute games. Up to the hype, uh, what you expected, a little different. What do you think of Aaron Bradshaw so far? Um, I I think, you know, he's as advertised. I mean, I think the guy's bouncy. Um, he's active. He He's a little bit different than what we've seen because he's not the, like, super solid post player like DeMarcus Cousins or... Or uh, Carl Towns or or anything like that. So um, I like his bounce. Mm-hmm. I, I like his shock. His he seems to like. You know, I, number one, he's it's still disruptive. Anytime you put a big in an offense, and I think they've seen that that how it's disruptive. Even though he's putting up his numbers, the other guys are trying to figure out how to play with him. I think we've seen remarkable strides though in the three games of what that looks like, and especially even throwing Onyenzo back in there uh, with him too. But Bradshaw, I mean, to me is a game changer he he might step in and be almost i mean is he the best player on the team right now Mm. he's in the conversation you know yeah i you know the interesting part about this team and mike and with me as he is every wednesday is is that you know because of a a recycling incident with (laughs) with coach hugs trey mitchell ends up at kentucky and he's leading the team in minutes yeah i mean just the the sometimes sport happens this way where something I don't want to say falls in your lap, but something outside of your control happens that affects you in such a positive way uh, as Trey Mitchell falling into this lineup. They really need him. You know, I watched the Arizona and Purdue game over the weekend. Kashad Johnson's playing for Arizona. That guy's a beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy's really, really good. But I think Trey Mitchell actually fits better with what Kentucky's trying to do this year. So for both of those teams, it was a net positive, which is an interesting thing that that I don't know that I expected. Well, but, what you just said is really true he's accepted you you talked about he's accepted his role his fit he knows exactly what his job he knows exactly what he's supposed to do and he's able to maximize that to the you know and that's why he's getting 34 minutes a game uh texter bradshaw's junior year Cauley stein but with offensive skills look that that is a pretty good take i don't i still think willie Cauley was a little stronger oh for well yeah because he was a junior by then that's right yeah yeah but even when he got to uk yeah he was probably yeah he's definitely way more polished as than uh wcs was as a freshman so these are the texts i love yeah four three seven nine six eighty ups jobs text line keep them coming Uh, is it a bum am i a bum close all right it was a nice little win but north carolina's overrated again and bradshaw's going to be contained by bhh i I love (laughs) i love those kinds of texts it's a fantastic Uh, um but I, th- but this game hey, over. Brandon Headley Hatfield's playing really well. I mean, he's, and, he's and you're a you're a former coach. Yeah. So and and this is why one of the reasons I love talking basketball with you is is that you watch games less as a fan and more as a coach. Is that fair? I it's hard to watch them as a fan. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> I will get to you in a minute, Texter. You watch these games on Saturday. That was the most intense non-conference game since when? That's not in the spring. Ooh, man. It's been a minute, right? Well, I don't know. We've had some pretty good matchups this year. You know, there's probably a game in Maui that was probably pretty close to that. I'm talking about just for Kentucky. Oh, for Kentucky. Okay. Because uh, this was a way better environment than those Champions Classic games, just because that's a, a four-team 
Yeah, and I'm, it's not I'm as, trying to think of the neutral four games because they actually, when yeah. they played Kansas in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, it was home. They yep. did home and home. So, yep. um, yeah, it's it's been a little bit. It's I been mean, a that, little bit. That felt like an NCAA tournament game, did it not? It did. And it, it, like Sweet 16 Elite Eight and I'll tell you, game, right? I'll tell you what I think the difference is, Louie, is that uh, this is Kentucky team is so much more mature at this point in the season than what we've normally seen. I think that's right. And so you're kind of watching the games in past years, waiting for them to kind of figure it out. Or they have the game like they did against UCLA where it clicks and they just blow someone out, right? So, But where it's, you know, Back and forth to the, I mean, it might go back all the way to when Anthony Davis got the block against Carolina. Right. In uh, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Or 2011, 12. Yeah. 12, yeah. Um, so this time last year, we were debating Xavier Wheeler and Casey Wallace. <laughs> it is very nice to be watching this team instead. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the, same, in the same vein, in the same kind of argument, Mike, could we be looking at a spot where, and I think we've seen it already, where DJ Wagner isn't just the straw stirring the drink in the spring. He, he's the drink. I mean, it, where he's got to be the guy in the spring. And look, it's not just... Where he's got to be the guy? It's not... And hear me out. It's not just in Cal's system that the point guard really matters. It's college basketball. The guards have to... You have to have high-level guards to win in the NCAA tournament. It's old adage. Very true, though. It, does, he, does he have to be the guy, or do you think it can be someone else? I think it can be somebody else. I, I think at the end of the day, though, you want him having the ball in his hands and figuring out what's going to happen. I think that's totally right. And um, whether it's him taking the game-winning shot or he set up Reed or or he finds Reeves or whatever else, but the the end of the day, you the one game DJ missed, you saw how much he means means this team. And I think some people were questioning how because right. I agree, you know. And I think it's a, it's an awesome thing because as people get so wrapped up in stats and numbers, and there's so many just intrinsic things that happen on the basketball court. That DJ especially brings to the table, that he and, and we've seen even with Reed this year too, where Reed might not have had the stats, but he's impacted the game, you know, just by the making the right decision. So, uh, I, you know, the the interesting thing about this this team, so they got five guys averaging three and a half assists or more, yeah, five guys, right? And and what you're talking about with just like down the street, five guys, right? Then there are five guys. No, it's a home run burger down the street. It is a home run burger. Yeah, sorry. Um, do you know something about five guys, Mike, that we need to know? No. Okay. <laughs> just, just asking. That's on the mixtape. This is my guy, and, and this is these are how you build community around a show. Text her 437-9680 on our UPS. Where's this, by the way? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Beth Haven coach wants to coach his Christmas tournament, but will be available after that. Yes! <laughs> The Beth Haven text of the day. Let's go. Uh, text I had 10-15 on my bingo card. <laughs> text her, I have the same recycling dilemma. My recycling bin is in the garage. It's always full of beer cans, and I'm always drunk. How did that happen? It's a fantastic question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand those. I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not. I'm just a guy who talks on the radio. Text her. You had me fooled. I love Gandalfo, but does he know Willie Cauley-Stein played football? <laughs> he did, yeah. He was a wide receiver, right? It's a joke. Oh. It's, it's, it's a fantastic joke. Another very okay, good all right. That it got brought up every broadcast while he was oh, playing yeah, UK yeah, yeah, for yeah. three seasons. Um, <laughs> uh, text her. Carolina overrated. They played uh, in oh, three of the last seven national championship games. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> That's why the text is funny. Uh, text her. Great thing about this UK team. We have also have a 2,000-point score. Or yeah, right. yeah. About to be 2,000-point score. Baycott's their all-time leading rebounder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, text. And the great thing about this UK team is the guy might be five different guys uh, on a different uh, different players on a different night. And I think I think that could be true. But in the same vein, Mike, in sport, you don't want to 
have a guessing game as to who your dude is going I, into And I think that right? there's there's a legit concern there, right? Do you like think that's, that could be a concern? I mean, at the, okay. at the end of the game, you, you almost have to figure out, okay, who's my dude today that I can go to, right? Yeah. So, what's going on? The what's text funny? line's awesome. That's all. No. There are people I, are listening. No, it's great. It, it, beginning of this month, we start this Roboco thing, and I tell people I want them involved, and they, they step up You like and I crazy. have the same- Just a fantastic- Philosophy. This is their show, not our show. It is their show. It's their show. It'll still be here when I leave. A hundred percent. I'm in this chair the until I'm not. The post shows are their show, not, not I, mine I as could, that show. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be in this chair, I'll be in this chair the until I'm show. not, and then- I don't even know about that. But I do know, like, when I'm out of this chair- People will still be able to listen and text the text line. The text line is still going to be there when I'm gone. Et cetera, et cetera. Keep going. I'm sorry. Do you no. really? I mean, I, I don't think there has to be necessarily the alpha alpha, but it's nice to know who that guy is at the end of the game. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you want to know who you can depend on to take the last shot. Who's your Who's your guy who can? Right now, was that DJ Wagner ball in his hands? 15 seconds left. I think uh, Dillingham probably thinks it's him, um, which is awesome. He frustrates me a little bit still. Does okay. Talk to me about that. I just you know he makes. It makes me feel like an old man because he makes decisions that are. He's got a little Iverson. Yeah, he's got a little bit. Yeah, he's not as good as Iverson. Some things that are absolutely remarkable, good and bad. So, and I think that's what where Reed's always going to be the steady. Like those two guys could not be more More different that get the same same result, right? right? Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I think I think at the end of the game, DJ's going to have the ball in his hands, and like I said, I trust DJ to make the right decision, whether it's him scoring. Or him finding the right guy. I swear to God, multiple texts in a row. Can we get Isla on the horn to commemorate? Five, four, five, five. No, to comment <laughs> on the Supreme Court of Colorado texter. Can we get Isla to call in to give a take on the Trump Colorado? I mean, just the I don't whole, even know what happened. What happened there? Uh, he's off the uh, primary ballot for oh, Republicans in Colorado based right on in. the insurrection clause of the United States. Uh, okay. Uh, the uh, the Constitution and it's. Uh, a four to three vote in Colorado, so it's immediately going to the Supreme Court of the United States. So, you know, nothing, nothing's really going on. No, nothing at all. <laughs> Get Jason Inns' opinion later on. Oh man, uh, uh, do you like Cal now? No, <laughs> he's no. Listen, this has been uh, this this has been. I think what he's tr- always been trying to get with this kind of mix of guys, and that when, so this is the example of when it works well. It works well. I you know I still don't think this is a national championship team. Okay. So, okay. Uh, what is the ceiling then for my kid off I right still, now? I, right now I would final say four? that they can make it to the final four, and I'm okay. happy with an elite eight. Um. Huh. Okay. So now, could happy they with an elite eight because team? it's 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 Cal, or happy with an elite eight because you see what this team is, and then let's try to do something. Uh, I, it's more about like I saw where this team was before Bradshaw and how fluid they looked. Yep. They look a little less fluid right now with Bradshaw. The assist to turnover. Now we've had they've, they've played good teams. The assist to turnover ratio though has come down quite a bit, and um, I want to see them work to get back in that same kind of offensive flow for me to feel like they could do it. And they're not they're just not good enough defensively right now to do it. You know, I don't know if they could win six in a row. Uh, Texts are asking, do you think Dillingham has a little Archie Goodwin in him? <laughs> hmm. Good and bad, but uh, uh, yeah, but Archie I, Archie was not even as dynamic as what I think Dillingham is. I think Dillingham's a little more dynamic than that. So Dillingham's better with the on, on the bounce. So. You were talking about uh, different styles and getting the same results. Dillingham fourteen and a half, four four and a half. Reed Shepard thirteen and a half, four and a half, three and a half. I mean, they're that, that's just they get Spider-Man it, meme, right. if you will, right? Yeah. yeah. So no, it's its own, it's its own thing. No, it's it's a 
Reed, Reed Shepard shooting 59% from the field. <laughs> I mean, Do you know what I really liked about his performance on Saturday? Mike Gandolfo is with me as he is every Wednesday here, Rabo and Co. Uh, on ESPN 680. The, is that I, I didn't notice him as much. He was part of the flow of the game a lot more on Saturday. And I think going forward, while it's totally fine if he's your best player for a game, he can't be the best player every game. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah, uh, I know no, that, I, by the way, puts me in a minority in media takes because I, I've seen like Sam Vicini's like, just start the guy, let him do whatever he wants, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But I, I think Shepard being in the role he was on Saturday, I think is the best thing for Kentucky. Well, let's be, let's be real. Sure. Early on in the season, teams probably aren't keen. Like, you've got to figure out who you're going to key on. Yep. They're probably not keying on Reed Shepard. Right. Now, Reed... We saw it before. Where he again, he can not score, have six assists, have a couple, th- have three steals, still impact the game. He doesn't have to score to be the the dude. As we get into conference play and teams start to figure that out and how to how to key on him more, um, you know, we'll see what he has. I, I, like the top ten NBA draft pick stuff is ridiculous to me, but you know, if he were like six seven, I would listen to that. But and if you're, he's going to be in such an interesting predicament, right? Mm. Oh, I agree because he's can, he can make millions. Oh, no question. The NIL route, yes. Staying here. I agree. Be here for four years and be a freaking king for the rest of his life. Almost certainly. You know. Yeah, I agree. But Almost certainly. You know, it'll, it'll be very interesting to kind of see how that all plays out. Yeah. So, All right. First hour of our show uh, is presented by Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Check them out. Socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Great shots uh, from around the Commonwealth as well. Uh, Texture, I agree with Mike's take. Uh, but boy, if well, they're not an Addy contender this year, Cal's not going to win another one. Uh, that's a different conversation that we could get into next segment. He's Mike Gandalf. <laughs> I'm Louis Rabot. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell, Rabot and Co. Here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. That's true. I am Louis Rabo. Welcome back in. And thank you for joining us here on ESPN 680 1057. Hanging out with Mike Adolfo, as I will every Wednesday here. Uh, reminder the Co. in Rabo and Co. is you. Hanging out 437 9680. Get your text in on the UPS Jobs text line. Would love to hear from you. Obviously, look. Lots to talk about. Uh, we'll get into Trump in Colorado soon. Are you? Are you? Uh, get, you're only taking texts, or do you take calls too? Uh, I, you know, uh, Zach and I are still settling into the show. Okay. And and I think at some point I would like to have a segment where people call. Okay. And we and we control it that way. 
Um, I don't want to just kind of open the floodgates to calls and and. Well, listen, you call me after the UK games, and you, me and Zach will talk to you after the UK games. That's the point of the yeah, post game. Yes, it, yeah. that's right, one hundred percent. And I, I th- those, those shows are text. only good if people call. That's right. That's they're, they're only good if people call. And we'll go, and that's the cool thing about our shows that we'll go as long as people are calling, yes. and we'll go as short as people are calling. Correct. Like it's not like we're only going for an hour. No, we'll, no, no, no. you keep calling, we'll keep going. You ready exactly. to hear from all the Louisville fans tomorrow? Because network pre post game is going to be over there for an hour, so we're going to. I was going to say you're fans. actually going to you're going to have a fair amount of time where you U of L probably what 30, 35 minutes where you guys are the only post game. Yeah. Going at this station. And so I, I do. Well, we could th- probably start at halftime. Well, I, <laughs> who are you, Mark Ennis, after a football game? The uh, <laughs> it's a good joke, Mark. Uh, they will uh, re-air the Kenny Payne show at two o'clock today on ninety three nine ahead of Mark's show. Uh, one point six to drive. Uh, they call it the one point show. Two o'clock. Uh, women's Louisville women's basketball pregames at six thirty on uh, ninety three nine The Ville. And then Bellarmine's out in Utah. They are playing uh, the Utes tonight. Eight forty five pregame, nine o'clock tip here on your home for Bellarmine basketball. ESPN six eighty one oh five. Seven. All right. So one of the things that, that came up in that conversation unintentionally is that this is a this is a different group than we've seen. Let's just use the last two years as an example. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Oscar Shibway is there. The numbers are incredible. But the guy is he's a limited offensive player and he's limited in, in what his and major contribution. He doesn't make anybody better. And the guys around him do not get better. Is right. correct. This team seems to be some version of the opposite of that, where the guys are playing for one another, they're excited for one another. It's it, 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 I talked to Mark Story on Monday, and, and even he said something like, "You know, it's sports. Sports is the reason that Aaron Bradshaw and Votemary Vesey are friends. You know, like this kind of thing, right? But it seems to really actually be a fair amount of friendship. Like, it, you know, uh, I mentioned Trey Mitchell. He's dumping water on guys in, in post game interviews and this kind of stuff, and he's a fifth year college player. And these guys are 17, 18, 19 years old coming out of the high school ranks. But he's probably got a different perspective, too. Like, I think you're right, you know? but I think the balance is there. So something Dan and I yeah. talked about a lot was, and Dan, Dan became very fixated on what happened in the Final Four last year. Okay. Which was the older players, the non McDonald's All Americans, et cetera, et cetera. I would agree with him. And yet we watched the team with the NBA guys win all their games by double digits and win the national title. Okay. I I think Cal's doing roster construction this year the right way. I said that before the season. But it wasn't like UConn won with a bunch of freshmen either. It was it was sure. Yeah. But they had dudes. Let's yeah. let's not pretend what right. this is. It's yeah. about getting dudes, right? Yes. And, and and in Cal's case, his best coaching jobs, and, and it's not deniable, is when he when he has to figure it out. And so Saturday to me was a figure it out kind of game. First level, first time in that kind of pressure for this team. Check mark, they pass. Cal trying to figure out the the lineups. I thought he did a really good job with lineups on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think you considering it's only game. He 10, made one major mistake. Yes, with Bradshaw. Yes. Um, I mean, as soon as he didn't take Bradshaw out with that third foul, uh, Bancott was like Bancott or how do you say his last name? Bancott, uh, yeah. Big ugly was just talking. <laughs> Oh, they knew exactly what they he were going to do. Ready to go. Give me the ball. Yeah, they give they, me the ball. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Because that's, right. that's what. And again, going back to, it can be so frustrating playing a team like North Carolina because they know how to old man you to death. Yes, right. Yes. They know how to pick up every old man. They know how to get away with old man fouls. They know how to make you draw yep. old man fouls. Yep. And you I know, totally agree. Yes. <laughs> as a young team, man, you could lose your cool with that. No Probably quicker than any other scenario out there, and they didn't. They Especially did a guy like Bacon, cool. right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a professional get under your skin guy. That's yeah, right. yes, it's a one hundred percent. And then you know, in the best way, by the way, that's not a criticism of him at all. No, I, I mean, that's, that's what works for you. That's oh, what works. That's exactly right. That's why some dudes play in the NBA for fifteen years. <laughs> yes, that's exactly you know? right. Yes, not to say that he will. All right, so no. you think Elite Eight is 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 ceiling or is Final Four ceiling? I mean, they can make it to the. They could get to the Elite Eight. They can. They could 
make it to the Final Four. I think I guess where where am I going to look back and say this team achieved what they should have achieved? It's the Elite Eight. Is that how much of that is about the right team? Right now, second weekend sounds pretty great. <laughs> I get it. And look, look, I get that part. But how much of that is, is Cal? How much of that is this team? How much of that is the general landscape of college basketball? Because there are like 15 really good teams this year in college basketball. The top of college basketball, for the first time in a while, is very, very good. Arizona, Purdue, Creighton, Marquette. Um, Kansas, you got Kentucky, obviously. I think UNC is still really good. Um, I just team after team after team. I'm leaving out They're dozens solid. of teams. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Purdue's really good, right? I mean, like, no, how good is Wisconsin, etc. So many good teams this year. Is that part of it, or is it more just about what this team is and what you think they're seeing? UConn, by the way, is another one. UConn, thank yeah, you. Gosh, yes, obvious one. Um, they might be the best team in the country. Uh, I, you know, I think, I know you know, we haven't even said Houston, who's still undefeated, but we'll see what they can still do. The, like the, I said, yeah. <laughs> left out many teams. Um, I think that Cal got, every year, you're gonna, Cal's going to bring in a mix of guys, and they hope and he hopes the mix works. Correct. The mix is working here. Now the job is how do I keep that mix clicking? You know, and yes, right, yep. There's a lot of coaches who also that 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 sounds really easy, but there's a lot of coaches in the light of trying to create competition, actually end up pitting kids sure. against each other sure. and screw up chemistry. That like that is a common coaching error. So it's how do you continually? You know, you you heard uh, Maxie talk about it. Um, at, during the pin game, he's like the best part of playing at UK was the practice because they were so intense and they were so competitive. How do you keep that healthy competition going? Uh, and that, by the way, that's where uh, why I think Reed coming off the bench is so important. Well, I was going to ask you about that part too, and it, it's interesting, Maxie making that comment, right? Yeah. Where to a coach's ears, that is that is it's exactly what you want to oh hear. Oh my God, it's symphonic music. Yes, it's yeah. beautiful, right? And so it's exactly what you want to hear. The other part of that. That dynamic that you're talking about, about balancing these guys, is the play of Justin Edwards and how he's been starting. He gets 13 minutes on Saturday after starting. How long is that sustainable with him? We've seen Cal do it for the whole season with guys. You know? Um, I Justin Edwards actually came out in that first four minutes and didn't play poorly. I agree. Um, he actually did some really, really good things. He, he obviously has got to figure some things out, so... Uh, if Justin Edwards is better, this team helps. Now, what we saw is that's exactly where, you know, Onyenso's money came from. I mean, he literally took 10 minutes away from from Justin Edwards because at the end of the day, if Justin Edwards is not scoring, then Onyenso's a better defender, you know, does all the other stuff, all the little things, because Onyenso can definitely be a factor least, without scoring. At least scoring. the arrow, right? I mean, like... And Thierro was well, Thierro. I thought was that was his best game of the year was against Carolina. His his numbers won't say that. I mean, if I told you before the before the season through ten games, Thierro was going to be at seven and a half, six and one. You would have taken that seven hundred times, no? Yeah, I mean, but again, for him, it's more about the energy he brings to the court. Like he, you know, and this is this is what right now you're you're looking at bringing Thierro off the bench with Reed and Dillingham. So you're talking about. Coming out with five high intensity guys, going really hard for three minutes. Other teams are not that deep; they're a little winded, and then all of a sudden, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, and Thierro come in. Like your point guard's a little tired. Reed's just going to take the ball from him. The other two guys are high, high energy dudes. Right. I mean, it's it's like let me let just turn up this volume a little bit, and that's why they got this team's got to run. I the mean, texture, they gotta go. I got a texture who makes a good point, and 
if if Cal was not the coach of this team, let's take this roster and give it to any of the following three people. Let's give it to Self. Let's give it to Scott Drew. Okay. And let's give it to Rick Pitino. All right. Okay. Guys that I think are obvious Hall of Famers. Okay, I'm picking three from random parts of the country, and staying away from the Izzo comparison. <laughs> would 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 you trust Self to get this team further in the tournament than Cal right now, or is it or is this roster what it is? Because I'm trying to gauge. I'm tr- yeah. really trying to gauge how much your analysis here is the dudes on the roster and how much of it is Cal. Because I mean, multiple texts essentially saying the only thing that can hold this team back is Cal by slowing them down, by forcing them into the half court, whatever it looks like. I don't disagree with that opinion. I agree with that opinion. But, same time, how much of this is, is, is your thoughts about Cal and how much of this is the roster capping them at a, at a Final Four, maybe an Elite Eight, being a good outcome for them? Yeah, I'm not really sure with this bunch because their basketball IQ level is so high. Uh, well, let me say this. It, it stands out when you watch them, by the it, way. It I is. mean, it, is, it really does. And actually, I want to go back because you can actually see – if you're paying attention, what these guys are actually, whatever they talked about in timeout, and these guys actually go out there and do it. Right. Um, and maybe this is a good chance because I don't know if Cal's had that in the past. So I think that what is tough is we're, we're going to have timeouts where these guys are actually listening and doing what Cal actually asks, is asking them to do. And maybe we're going to see that. Cal might be a better coach than we than we thought. You know, <laughs> um, every coach is better when their players are better. Well, That's let's put they've been better. Here's 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 what I judge this by: they've been better on out of bounds plays than he's ever been. You know, out of bounds plays. Everybody's out of bounds plays work if the if the kids go out there and execute and they right. do it. Right. So you know, we're just getting this perfect scenario where you know we're better out of timeouts. They're they're better coming in and out of halftime. I mean, they've been awesome to start the second half of games. What do you have in your mind as the the trimming of the roster starts? Because we are getting to that time of the year. To get it down to eight or nine? He played nine on Saturday. Yep. Here are the starting five. Bradshaw, Mitchell, Edwards, Wagner, Reeves. I think we both agree all five of those guys will see significant minutes in the spring. Yes? Yeah. Okay. On Yenso, could he be the guy who gets scratched out? We've seen Jordan Burks go by the wayside already. Oh, and I'm not surprised by that at all. I, the bigger question is I think is Jordan like, Burks knew that very well coming yeah. in, yes. He probably got more run in the first part than he ever thought he was going to get. He's he's playing for his sophomore or junior season, right? And by the way, I thought he played well when they let him play. 100%. When they had him on the court, he did what he, he was did capable exactly of. Right. Exactly yes, right. Yep. Um, going to play. I agree. Um, Shepard's going to play, right? I mean, Shepard and Dillingham obviously are going to play. Are going to play. Uh, is Agnenso the possible cutout here, or is Cal able to play eight, nine guys? I think you're going to continually to see between Edwards and Agnenso who's, who's giving you what that game, and you're going to make Got your it. adjustment. They're and, essentially one player as far as the rotation is concerned, is what you're saying, right? I could see that, yeah. I think that makes sense. I think 20 minutes between those two guys. And is then if Big Z does happen. come back. If. I, I would you introduce him at this point? I don't think so. I don't think you do either. I, I think Sucks for the guy, but I think it's. I think you can't. I think you're you're causing you in, in, unless there's an injury. I mean, that is the big guy that completely disrupts what you're trying to do. So if you're starting to click and offensively, and you've got you've got two big guys, you got Onion Zone, you've got um, uh, and you and you've got Bradshaw, right? And so you can rotate those four dudes between those two spots, yep. or re- actually, really even before more fair five those five guys. If you throw in Trey Mitchell. With uh, Bradshaw, Mitchell, 
Thero, Onyenzo, and Edwards. Those five guys for two and a half spots because you can go three guards every once in a while. Sure. I, I love the three guard lineup. Plus, they've got that. guys. Everybody's like six five and six six anyway, right? So you yeah. can play those three guys and not really, you know, take a beating on the de- on the defensive end. So I, you know, I. Now that we've talked through it, I do think the Thiero on Yenso thing. But you can't not play a do Thiero right now. The guy is instant energy. He he doesn't. He does, he does some dumb things. I mean, let's not. I don't want to like sit here and say. Once in a while, he has, yeah. The fouling is very dumb. Right. <laughs> like that's really the issue. It's the needless sort of uh, you know reach in sort of foul on on a bad layup or something like that. But he's second on the team in blocks right now. Yep. With ten blocks, and some of those blocks are freaking like. There's blocks and there's hurt my feelings blocks, right? He's got the hurt my feelings kind of blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, texter DJ is going to have buyer's remorse tomorrow when he gets that work from Sky Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love these funny texts. I love texters, man. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will talk football in the last segment here uh, for sure. Going Mike, to the bowl game, man. Mike's going to the bowl game. We'll get into that. Um, talk about Liam Cohen. Uh, I, I, have, I have a a hot take about the transfer quarterbacks Okay, and about Vandegrift. We'll get into that next okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a programming going around here. Uh, but first, I want to thank Matzo Pie for bringing by some pizza, the focaccia bread, the salads, the cookies, all that great stuff. M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. Go check them out. They've got that great Anchorage location. Very, very unusual dining experience there. You can check them out in Douglas Loop, Butchertown as well. Stop in, get those 1020 craft brews. Discover that delicious handmade brick oven pizza. They have those baking classes. You can learn how to make sourdough bread. Very, very cool spot over there uh, at Mozzapai, M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I, Mozzapai.com. On the other end, we'll get into some football. Uh, Liam Cohen, can he actually speed things up? We'll find out next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. To that you are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, alongside the man on the ones and twos, his name is Zach Cantrell. I'm Louis Rabot, hanging out with Mike Gandolfo here, a Wednesday edition of Rabo and Co. Keep them coming, 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. It is signing day. We are trying to keep up. Uh, with those things as well. I'm sure Bobby V, who loves recruiting, uh, will spend three hours uh, highlighting five stars and how much he thinks that the star system matters. So make sure you're tuned in from noon to three today as Bob gets you ready uh, for all those things happening with signing day. Uh, Mike, do you enjoy signing day? Was there a time in your life when you enjoyed signing day? Basketball-wise. Okay. But I think football, like, there's just... How could you possibly know? You really don't know, right? (laughs) Like, you have an idea. Yeah, yeah. But... It's so hard. There's so many dudes. There's so much harder to keep up with on the football side. I don't know how Blank does them for Louisville, but 
He doesn't yeah. do anything else. That's that's true. Yeah. He doesn't have a life. <laughs> but you know, you get excited. <laughs> you get excited that they go like Kentucky's got a top twenty five class and you look and it's like, oh, they're they're twelfth in the SEC. Seventeenth in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. I get it, man. They're, they're, they are tw- it's uh thirteenth twenty fifth class overall. Thirteenth in the SEC. Yeah. 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 Florida State's blaming the ACC. It's great. Um all right, so Kentucky kept Florida State out of the national championship game, so uh, seven and five, Kentucky heads to play Clemson in Florida. You are going to be there as a I potential am. media member alongside three other people. What um, <laughs> what's the letter grade for their season to this point, and can it improve with a win over Clemson? It, it, well, I think it definitely can. Even though I think uh, Clemson's probably going to have more guys sitting out than Kentucky is, from what I understand. That's I, probably right. Um, Kentucky, frankly, has a surprisingly small number of guys. Sitting. Yeah, especially the guys who like like Ray Davis playing like is it's surprising. It's surprising. So. Um, I I love it though. You know, I think unless that's, he thinks he can have like a fourteen carry day, ninety yards against Clemson with a touchdown, and people see him on TV. Sure, uh, maybe he's trying to. Get I mean, to, I, I don't know. He's how already much got the SEC approved. tape. I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, keep going. But at the end of the day, like, uh, I, I never, I, I was not like Dan. I didn't blame Levis for what he did last year. You know, especially because he was so beat up. You know, the guy needed to heal. He needed to get ready for the draft. He needed to do his thing. Um, so I don't blame these guys for making the decision if it makes sense. Uh, but I love the fact that these guys still want to come, come back and play. It says a lot, I think, that they want to. Even... How do you think Stoops gets so many guys to play in bowl games? Like he really is able to stress it, and it's something where his bowl record really matters. Like I, for example, we were going through. I did a um, a comparison to John L. Smith yesterday with with them beating that big comeback against Northwestern when he, he was at Michigan State, and I happened to look up his career record. He was like one in six in bowl games. Yeah. But Mark Stoops is the opposite. He really stresses them, and it seems like something that his team's really rallying. You know, Tevin Walson going to play. I don't think uh, I think he's out, right? So, I mean, it comes and goes. I think guys are going to make their individual decision, but I think it has more to do If you're with, Deion Walker, do you play this game, or do you just come back next year? No, if you're going to come back next year, I think you play, okay. because I think you've got to set a tone. I mean, that, that's what makes bowl games, to me, so interesting uh, over the last four years compared to what they used to be. Like, there's, they are so much of this bridge between celebrating what you got accomplished this year and then getting you ready for what next year is. I mean, when they change the redshirt rules and they allow these guys to yeah, play, right. it allows you to almost have like a sneak peek at, against a good a good opponent. And Did you give a letter grade, by the way, or did you? Not yet. You um, <laughs> no, well, you kind of, we just kept on talking. You know, it's, it's interesting because they ended up, I think, with a record that most people anticipated that they were going to have. Right. And it just doesn't feel good, right? Um, you look up and you're like, ah. Oh, you know they were up big against Missouri. They and then Missouri cleaned them out the the last three quarters of that game, and they probably could have had chances to beat Tennessee. You know, going back, the South Carolina game is one of the South worst Carolina game games. I've always it was is going to be yeah. That's that's a. But then you go Do you back. Know what's funny about that, and it's it's a weird part of this job, which is before the season, I said seven and five, and they're going to have a game where we go, oh my god, what a terrible game. And, and then it. it happens, and I'm like, oh, God, that was so terrible. Like, I know it's coming. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just, it's still ugh. So it's I, I, I think it's a, a B minus. That high? Yeah. Okay. Um, just because they, are, they, they did achieve what you were expected you know, to do. If they had lost to Louisville, what's the letter grade? Probably a C. Um, you know, I've been on record. I, I thought Louisville's – you can tell you still has bigger, faster, stronger players than Louisville does. Um, and I still think that was pretty evident. It, no matter how much Louisville people want to say that Louisville just gave that game away, but Kentucky has something to do with it too. So, <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Um, I, now 
what's what's scary is you look at the schedule going into next year and that like their four road games are all like four bucket list road games if you were gonna you know they go to Ole Miss they go to Texas they go to Tennessee and they go to Florida and you got as good as it gets you're right (laughs) you got to hope that you're still better than Florida right but I mean his his bowl streak might come to an end next year well, we had John Hill on instead of you last week, uh-huh. and and he said exactly that. Yeah, he said, "I, I hope Kentucky fans enjoy the the run of bowl games." That might it can I think I said. I think he said, and maybe Zach can clear it up. You, we're not going to be able to take that for granted anymore. Essentially, is what he said. Like that's a you know as an expectation of making a bowl game every year. He thinks those days might be gone. Um, I mean, because I'm, I'm not. I'm not. How am I? I mean, Louisville's obviously going to be way better again next year. Brom's got them going in the right direction. Um, that's not going to be an. Do you think they'll be a better team than they were this year? I do. Yeah. Do you think their record will be better? Louisville's record. Yeah. Well, Louisville's going to have a different schedule too. Louisville's yeah. record was so much because of their schedule. Well, they got to go to Notre Dame. Clemson's back on the schedule next year, right. etc. Yeah, yeah. They play Carolina. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know that. Carolina or Florida Carolina, State. Florida State. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I have to look. I did want to ask. So, I don't, uh, you know, there's a piece out. There's a piece out in the in the, in the Herald Leader speaking of uh, John Hale. About Liam Cohn wanting to speed up the offense. Yeah, go to no huddle. Yeah, so I... <laughs> okay. Is there any chance that Liam Cohen is is a little bit of an emperor with no clothes and Wandale Robinson covered up a lot of sins a couple years ago? Uh, I think that as good as Cal's had it with his guys listening to him is okay. as bad as what Liam Cohen's <laughs> had this year. What? What? How does that happen? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you just had a couple sophomores who maybe read some headlines and got a little hot, you know, need to come down sure. to earth a little bit. Sure. Now they're not leaving, you know, which I think that's a good sign. Um, I think he's happy maybe bringing some more experience into his offensive play. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think Liam's gonna be okay. You know, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to just throw him out just just quite yet. So, okay, yeah, I do remember before last year. I do think he's probably throwing that out there so Clemson has to prepare for something that they're probably not. Gonna yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think it's coach little, speak. Little uh, little bowl game mind play is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. The, where is that? Is it St. Petersburg? Where's that game? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. Right. Okay. I've been there one this Gator Bowl one other time. If you could go to one of those four road games next year, where would you go? Texas. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was at the Texas. We, uh, we Rocco's in here with the, with me. We were at we were at the Texas Notre Dame game the last time Texas went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame cleaned them out, like <laughs> destroyed them. But our seats were on the field, and I don't. I've been to a lot of Notre Dame games. I've never seen a fan base travel to Notre Dame the way Texas travels traveled to Notre Dame. Mm. It was insane. I mean, they they had to have eighty thousand people there, and, and you know they only got there. 15 or whatever got in the got in the stadium but where was this at notre dame well that place holds 80 so it couldn't have been 80 no i'm trying to say they had a lot of fans who just went to oh, not go oh, to the oh. game we're just up at south bend we're just for the there. experience of being in south bend got yeah it. okay got it. um interesting well okay and it was it was crazy how well they they showed up and so i i think you know being a, a stadium that kentucky has never as far as I know, never played in, uh, and being one of the just premier programs in college football, that's that's the game. What? Um, Although Ole Miss would be up there, yeah, just for the awesome. experience. Yeah, it just looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been to any of them, so 
Yeah, it'd be fun to go to any of them, frankly. Uh, yeah, the, the schedule next year, of course, Southern Miss, then South Carolina, Georgia, and Ohio, all of them at home. Two Ole Miss, they do have the two open dates, so the first one's on October 5th. Vandy at home at Florida, Auburn at home at Tennessee, Murray State at home after a bye at Texas, and then Louisville um, at the grocery store. And so, yeah, no, it's a um, – man, it – if you want to know why they're talking about, I'm for sure talking about dropping the Louisville game, it's because of that schedule. Like, it's a, unfortunately, a perfect look into why that game's going away. It's well, the schedule for And each. they go to nine SEC games. It's There's, done. done. It's done. It has more to do to me. Like, you can't lose a home game every year. You have to have that other home game. So. I, I think it's a big part of it. Uh, so, Murray State, um, Ohio, Southern Miss are the three non cons along with Louisville. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's pretty usual. Yeah, at least they're mixed. They're mixed up, so you don't have like three in a row to start the season. And we have no idea what's really going on. <laughs> so that works out well as well. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS job. What do you think happens in that game? You know, I know it's not quite Kentucky and Clemson. Yeah, you know what? We did a uh, bowl pick'em on this show, so I should go and find my col- uh, my college bowl pick'em. Uh, I want to thank the fifty people that signed up for that. Very fun. Okay. Um, let me see if I can find Kentucky. Um, I did have Old Dominion winning the game against Western. I felt pretty good about that for a while. That was crazy, right? I mean, just uh, that, that comeback was nuts. I have Clemson, and I have them really high in my confidence. But I want to be clear, part of that is strategy because UK no fans signed up for this. Oh. And they're going to put a lot of confidence in Kentucky beating Clemson, right? Well, the um, line opened up at seven. It's down to four. That's uh, – I would have – if I had to set the line. Interesting. Five and a half for Clemson, I think I would have. Something like that. Less than a touchdown, but right at it. I just – I think uh, Clemson's still living off Dabo's previous achievements. I don't think they're. Re- I don't think they're really that good. Okay. So we'll we'll sit. We'll see. You know. I I think um, I like Kentucky's chances in this one. How many other games are that day? Do you know? That's a pretty. Busy well, you get day, right? you actually have one of the uh, New York six days because you got Missouri and Ohio State. That's right. That's Notre what Dame, it was at night. Yep. Yeah, Notre Dame and Oregon State play. And in Kentucky Stumble. kicks off the day at noon, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So they're going to get a ton of eyeballs for that game. Yeah, and they've been used to it. They've been used to playing at noon all year long. So. Yep. <laughs> is that a shots fired? I don't know. No, it's not. It's the opposite. I think playing at noon in a college football game is totally normal and okay. Go ahead, Big Ten. Tell us. <laughs> Tell us all about it, Big Ten. <laughs> My 75-year-old man take. Oh, Zach Cantrell, do you have a response to anything Mike has said today? Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm also – I'm not a 12 noon guy. I'm a primetime guy. I want to okay. play at 3.30, right. 7 o'clock. I think 3.30 is actually the best start I think 3.30 time. is the you best You get the start best time. of both worlds. Um, but I'll tell you what, though. Those yeah. 3.30 football games, you're basically – your day is ruined because you're tailgating early true. and you're going to be getting out late, you know. It's ruined with that attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, I think the Louisville series is going away because of the nine SEC games. I would love to go to Texas. That's one of the best okay. road atmospheres that I think I would – I would want to go there. Ohio State played there in 06, and I was 13. I wish I would have went. If, I, if they did that now, I would have. Um, but I, I really like where this Kentucky team is. We've talked about it the other day. Probably the most intense non-conference game, I, I thought, since the Anthony Davis block game back in Are you having fun on the post-game shows? Oh, big time. Yeah. All right. All right. It's a lot more fun than uh, doing it across the hall. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow. For uh, We're going to get Joe or Lawrence. I don't know who's going to be our first caller. Oh, Joe, Joe's pretty good about being on Like as soon as like the game's not even over. He's trying to call. Oh, in, Joe, so. Joe's calling with like three minutes to go in the game. Yeah. So we got to get the show set up, Joe. And then we can we, Then, we can then we'll get to you. Yeah. We, we will definitely get to you, Joe. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And we had trouble with him uh, on this last one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a little. Yeah, but that's okay. Zach, did you did you want to comment on Trump in Colorado? <laughs> no, I, 
No. Maybe off the air, maybe. <laughs> I'd like to keep my job. I had I, I gave you a keep good joke job. earlier that I can't yeah, tell on air. Yeah, no, that was a good joke. That was, was good. Oh man. What a time to be alive, young Gandalfo. What do you think happens tomorrow? Uh Kentucky wins. I don't know. Like I, I think I'll, I keep on thinking, like, what's the number? And it, there's really not a number where I'd be happy that Kentucky wins. It's all about how well they execute. The early line is something like uh, 14 and a half. So here's the number that I'll give you. I'll be happy if Kentucky wins with less than eight turnovers. It's a, st- it's a, play, a style of play thing rather than yeah. a number for you. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I want to see them go back to the 24 assists, eight turnovers. If we see that, that starting to flow back, then then that'll be good. What percentage of fans in the building are wearing blue? Well, considering that the the StubHub price is still pretty high, yeah. I mean, it was like sixty five bucks, sixty three dollars or no? To get into the freaking second deck, um, I'm assuming that means Kentucky fans are buying tickets and they don't really care. So, because the North Carolina State will oh, give frankly, four dollars. The, the the tickets you can get at the Yum Center. I mean, compared to having to pay to go to Rupp this year. Uh huh. It's a, oh yeah, I'm no doubt about and it. Not having to travel and do all that stuff, yeah, yeah. Sure. So you know, I'm uh, that. What you what would you say? Louisville's been averaging their four thousand fans, so about forty five hundred. So that, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, and you'll get a lot of Louisville fans who just don't want to sit through this because. Yeah. So I think it'll be less Louisville fans probably. So let's just say it's at the four thousand, which leads fifteen thousand Kentucky fans. One, you know, that's probably about right. It's one four to one. one, four to one. Do you think it was smart for U of L to name it a red out? No. But by the way, well, maybe because at least your your fans will sh- will stand out in the little because you wear white or black. It's how many t shirts do you buy for that? Like how do you plan for that? I think that's I saw the order. It was like three triple X large, two double <laughs> the uh, the They had to get to a half dozen to get yeah, the Yeah, right. They were trying to make sure they hit the minimum. The uh the seats are red, right? Uh yeah, they are. So every yeah. game's a red out. <laughs> that's right. I you know, but it does bring back and I've talked about this uh, on the post game show. Like when I was a kid, you know, in the Freedom Holidays, Kentucky always hosted a home game in Louisville, and sometimes, lots of times, it was Indiana. And that series in in Freedom Hall at Notre Dame before that was and well, it was kind of they switched back and forth for a while. Yep. It was stupid. I mean, it was so awesome. It was so great. I mean, and um, if they could go back to having, especially knowing that Cal signing a lot of these to neutral court games. I mean, I'd love to have it. Like Gonzaga in, the, in Freedom Hall would be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, or the Yum Center. So um, I think that's one of the things that eventually they're going to have to start thinking about what they can do for those businesses around the Yum Center that are hurting so much because Lowell can't put a quality product out there. There it is. <laughs> slam, slam. Da, da, da. That's not a slam. Let the boys be boys. I um. If you, start, if you opened a restaurant down there. Oh, you'd be screwed. I mean. You're banking on twenty thousand people down there. Well, you know, you don't know like Columbus from out at Blind Squirrel. He called into Diener the other day. They don't even staff for U of L games anymore. Think I about mean, that. There's a, there's think about think about when they did the when they did the death penalty here. Right. When they canceled the postseason, the first thing people said was, "What are the sports bars going to do?" Right. That was the first thing. This I'm not even talking the, about the economic impact is significant. In ten years, we don't even we have we don't talk about it anymore. Right. I live years, down it's there. It's dead. It's dead. There Sorry. is nothing going on. Unbelievable. I could just walk into. And it's the, and it's the only thing that could bring downtown back, right? Like they could start to bring downtown back. It's the thing that could most quickly bring downtown back. Yes. Right. No question. Yeah. Is the twenty dates doing that? Yes. No question. But no, I. You wait. have a responsibility, KP. Let's go. I, and again, I'm a Kentucky fan who wants them to be good. I want Louisville to be good. What do you think happens with KP? 
Uh, this this might be his last game. Okay. Yeah. I think it makes sense for this to be his last game. This is probably it. Although, you know, maybe they come back after the Pepperdine thing and they keep this thing to under... If they kept it under 12, do you think they fire him? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't. So you think he, if it's an 80 to 70 game, they keep him? Yeah. I think maybe they do. Because after that Pepperdine performance and they kind of like... You know, maybe the Cron Davis was the problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, Columbus actually listening to text again. Appreciate him very much. Yeah, we, they don't staff extra people like they used to. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I mean, it's just it's not the appointment that it used to be. It really and is. You know what? You know, it's interesting though too. On the other side, Ben Roberts told me there's a lot of Kentucky fans because of the results the last couple of years that it's no longer. It's not fun. You woke up on Wednesday morning knowing there was a game Wednesday night. And that was what you thought about during the day, and it's just not not what it used to be. Yeah, I mean, and again, I don't know how much you can really. I mean, from the football side, you probably can't. And I know Zach from like Ohio State, Michigan, can think about this. But literally, like, there was like a two or three day buffer zone on either side of this game where it was like it consumed you, like no other. And to me, it's like, oh, game tomorrow at six o'clock. Like, I know, I know. I'm not even like, I would have been like you playing it out. No, I'm because I want to be in here for the post game. I. I would have been planning out my meals to make sure that everything would have been going off with a hitch, that nothing was going to interrupt me seeing that game. And now it's like, yeah, it's going to be on. It's just another game, you know. All right. Well, good enough. Mike, appreciate you very much. Go Cats. We're going to do bologna or salami next. How about that? All right. What's your preference there? Uh, salami. Okay. Do you have a favorite type of salami? What's our favorite type of salami? <laughs> Oh, anything from Red Dog, yeah. Red Hog. Red Hog, yeah. yeah. Red Hog. Yeah. Blue Dog, Red Hog. We're going to go get some <laughs> We're going to begin some uh, totally right, some Red Hog prosciutto for uh for Christmas Eve for sure. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, done and done. First hour of our show was presented by Kentucky Tourism at kentuckytourism.com on the other end. Cold Cuts with Zach. We'll do it next. Bologna or Salami here on ESPN 680 1057.